Welcome to the Amateur Milf Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Sinead and Rosie, and we are just Just trying. trying. Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond as we try to untangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average, non-famous mums who live average, non-famous lives. Although if we get famous, we're not complaining because we'll be on holiday together without our children. Without our children is the most important part of that, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Tell us more. So, my parents are taking Darcy on holiday to Egypt in October. So I've decided that I deserve a holiday. I deserve a little holiday, thank you. And I've also decided that Rosie needs to come with me. You have decided that, and I think... um, What's key here is I've not yet yet asked Dave <laughs> if I can go on holiday without my children and actually without him. Um, so I might get you to run that past him. What do you reckon? <laughs> I'm quite persuasive. Yeah, I think Dave would be okay with it. We just need a few days off, don't we? Yeah, well, you've been strategizing recently, haven't you, Rosie? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think I deserve a break. I think you do too. I think you deserve a break. I think we deserve a break together. Yeah, uh, I think if any other mums want a break with us, they're welcome because mm-hmm. they all deserve a break. Yeah. So we're thinking specifically Spain or Morocco. Yeah, somewhere that's going to be warm in October. And also cheap. And also cheap. And also lots of alcohol. Yeah, preferably all inclusive. I think we need to kind of work up our alcohol tolerance for Christmas time, don't we? Yeah. So this Christmas, this is a bit off off topic, but the Christmas just gone was kind of the first Christmas that I was able to drink because I wasn't breastfeeding uh, or, like, I was getting enough sleep. I and you were pregnant. pregnant. I yeah. pregnant. So I was able to drink. But Lola was still only one, and so yeah. I wasn't getting tons of sleep. So I feel like this Christmas... Oh, this is your this Christmas. Could be, this can be my party Christmas. It's your Christmas to shine. Yeah. Where I can hopefully maybe get a bit more time. Because the other thing as well is this Christmas I did drink quite a lot, but I was with my children the whole time. Yeah. So maybe this Christmas will be the one where I can actually go like go to pubs and shit. Yeah. Right? So if we go away in October, then we can drink solidly the whole time and that will make my to- alcohol tolerance levels much higher for Christmas time. Absolutely. I think that seems fair. I think it does too. So now my main hobby... It's just looking on Love Holidays. Just having a look. Just having a little look, see what you can find. Yeah, so I will be harassing Rosie for the foreseeable future. Yeah, but you... I can't get over, like, the prices of these things. You're talking, like, 300 quid for, like, four nights. Four nights all-inclusive. It's amazing. Isn't it? So good. I look... I... Right, so... We didn't do all-inclusive holidays for a very, very long time. I think some people look down their noses a bit at all-inclusive. They do. I'll tell you why, though, Sinead. I'll tell you why. Because these are the same people that were doing all-inclusive holidays in the 90s, like I was, right? (laughs) So we used to go to all-inclusive holidays, like, when I was younger, when I was... I was an only child until I was, like, nine or ten. So my mum and dad would take us... You know, we'd go to, like, Spain and whatever. And we went to this hotel, the Hotel Lagamonte. It's still going. It's in (laughs) Mallorca. And I had the best time. Yeah. But... But, oh no, I had Billy was there. So Billy was a toddler, so he was like just turned two or something. And um, my mum and him both got food poisoning. And so for the rest of the family, so for my mum and my dad and my brother, it was the worst holiday ever. I was at the kids' club the entire time and I had the best time ever. 
Yeah. I made a group of friends that I spoke to after the holiday, like we were pen pals for years, right? <laughs> um, and so after that holiday, my mum and dad vowed never to go to a hotel ever again. So from that point onwards, we'd either go to like Eurocamp in France, so we'd drive to France and stay in a tent. Or we'd go to like, we'd go on city break. So we'd go to like Barcelona and stay in an apartment and do it all ourselves. So I, I looked my nose down on all-inclusive holidays because as far as I was concerned, they'd been sold to me as like the devil's work. Yeah. Because of the Lagamonte. <laughs> and so last year was the first time I did an all-inclusive holiday since I was like 10. Yeah. And it was one of the best weeks of my life. It's so great. The best. It's the best. Yeah. It is the best. It's so low pressure especially when you have children yeah you don't have to think about anything apart from like when is the next drink gonna be in your hand yeah where's this waiter with my cocktail please yeah honestly and the food is always amazing there's always so much of it i do find like the amount of food that is on offer and because it's always a buffet situation where you can go up as many times as you want you do find yourself being quite gluttonous and i do have a lot of problems behind that because i like can't stop myself and it does like kind of perpetuate that uh, like overeating thing mm-hmm. but then at the same time i feel like that's something that is in everyone's like peripheral so much of the time that you deserve a week where you can go do you know what i can eat what the fuck i want for the yeah. whole the whole time I'm and there. i also find myself to be so much more active on holiday as well mm. like i'm always in the pool or yeah. I, I love a swim in the sea yeah and that's i'm just so excited because i've got my heart set on going away in october like that's it now it i I'm doing it. If Dave doesn't say yes, then... I will murder Dave. Yeah, so Dave, just so you know, Dave, that um, you, this all rests <laughs> on you. And, you know, I found a great deal. Yeah. Flights yeah. and hotel yeah. on the Costa del Sol for four nights in October. Adults only, roof terrace with a hot tub. On the beach, there's a pool. There's several bars. Done tick tick great big tick yes please um i'm i've agreed to it i i've said yes please i just need dave to say uh, uh, as the the parents your children (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) i need to i need to be sure that he's okay looking after them in some capacity um yeah oh it sounds great and i do feel like all mums deserve their little their little holiday you do deserve the little holiday they do yeah of us do also, also, since you mentioned Christmas, oh yeah, I feel like it would be a great time to try and source opinions <gasps> yes. on what our listeners think yeah. of an Amateur Mill Society live show at yes. Christmas time yes, in Leicester yes, please. at the cookie where it all started. Amateur Mill Society, big night out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we would really like to do a big show at the cookie as we spoke about that's where we first met it holds a lot of memories for us too many memories too many memories um and we'd really like to have a party there so people can come along and we'll have a live show where we chat on stage but yeah. also maybe get some people there yeah it'd be cool to do like musician we'll have some musicians there we'll do like a q a and then afterwards we'll have dancing we'll have dancing oh my god i could do the playlist i could be the dj yeah a rosie johnson dj set oh, yes please come on and also a balloon arch yeah yeah we want a balloon arch <laughs> i, really I also arch. really want a cake a really lovely cake in amongst a balloon arch. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we want. Um, so anybody, 
Well, I think we'll do like maybe it could be like a small ticketed event. Yeah. Um, that is going to be tons of fun. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. So we're putting that out there now. We have not actually spoke to the venue yet. Yeah, but, we probably um, we should will, do that. We will do that, but that is hopefully going to happen. I really hope so. I think it would be a really good laugh. So if you would be interested in attending, please feed that information back to us. Yeah, tell us so that we can get numbers. Yeah. Because we want a big Christmas party with a Because, and also because it's Christmas time, we all need to book it in, like, the summer. Yeah, that's so true. We do need to book it. Oh, yeah, big MILF Christmas party. Can't wait. Love it. Love it. We get dressed up, big fancy dress. Yeah. Mm, Lovely. Yeah, dress code, fabulous. Dress code, fabulous, always. Great idea. Yes, please. Um, What's your week in one sentence? My week in one sentence is the best kids' parties mm-hmm. are catered by Domino's Pizza. Really? Yes. So. Okay. I was very hungover yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so was I. I took Darcy to her friend Valencia's birthday party. Yeah. Which was a pool party in the garden. So there was a paddling pool with a slide mm-hmm. and there was a bouncy castle. Lovely. And I was not feeling my best. (laughs) But they did have a chest freezer full of ice lollies. So I had like several fabs. Yeah, good. And then, and I mean, Darcy was so happy that she just wasn't bothering me the whole time. Yeah. She was just in the pool. Yeah. And on the slip and slide. Um, And then I saw the food being delivered. And it was just about 20... Domino's pizzas oh. and like chicken strips, wedges, oh. garlic bread. Oh. Glorious. I could have cried with pure joy. That is all you needed in that moment, wasn't it? It was all I needed. Perfect. A Perfect. big shout out to Dylan for being a genius and arranging that. That's such a good idea. Specifically for me. For you. For you. Um, what's your favourite like, pe- like Domino's pizza order? Oh, we don't order... We don't, we don't order pizza really we don't get dominoes ever because the dominoes near us is shit yeah we don't get Wigs- dominoes Wigston ever dominoes need to sort their ovens out because every <laughs> time it's just so overdone it's awful and what you want a dominoes pizza to be is like sloppy and you know yeah like moist and it never is we order from a place on Bronson Gate called Bagos Pizza. Bagos Pizza. And they do Whoa. like 20-inch pizzas. <gasps> so we get like a 20-inch pizza. Oh, wow. Each slice is like about a foot long. Is it good Good for its money? It's delicious. It's like a real oh. thin, crispy base. It's so it's very, very nice. Pizza is like... I think one of the reasons we don't get Domino's is because I'm like... Pizza is would be my death row food. But I like Italian... You know, like stone-baked thin yeah. pizza. Yeah, like pizza I like pizzeria. that. Really lovely, authentic. So Domino... I do like Papa John's. Mm. I, I am a fan of Papa John's. And when Domino's do it right, I do quite like their cheeseburger one. You know, the one that's got the meat on and the, like, cheeseburger sauce. Yeah. And the gherkins, which is a bit weird, but I do like it. But, yeah, we don't get pizza very often. I do... Sometimes... It, the mood has to take me, but sometimes nothing hits the spot better than a greasy kebab shop pizza. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm with you. Sometimes it's just what you need, isn't it? It is just what you need. Just sometimes. what you need. But this specific Domino's mm. in this specific situation... Yeah, when you're hungover and was you're at a kid's party. Amazing. Yeah. What did you have? I had a slice of Hawaiian. Mm, I like Hawaiian. I like Hawaiian. I, like Hawaiian. I know some people are militantly anti-pineapple on pizza. Mm. I'm pro. I'm pro. Salty and sweet. Yeah. 
Uh, I had a slice of like the chicken, mushroom and sweet corn. Ah, okay. So here's where I draw the line. Don't like sweet corn on pizza. I just love or chicken. Corn. Or chicken, actually. I don't think chicken is the best topping for it's a pizza. It's not the best topping for a pizza. But I saw it and I was like, oh, I'll have a bit I of that. I think in that moment, though, being that hungover, I would have just been like, yummed any of the pizza. I would have been yeah. fine. Yeah. And then I went back and I had a slice of veggie supreme, mm. a slice of pepperoni, mm. some and some chicken strips. And some chicken strips and some garlic dip. It's hay fever season, guys. <laughs> Just so you know. Because um, I think garlic dip is the best. Yeah, garlic dip the best. Yeah. I I find, so with, well, not Domino's, but Papa John's, it's like five to six slices and half a box of chicken poppers with mm. the dips is like the perfect big meal for See, me. I could never eat a full pizza in I one could, sitting. No way. Dep- no, no matter, way. it could be a small pizza. I would never eat no. the small pizza in one no. sitting. No. I like to eat half of my pizza mm. and then eat the other half cold the next morning for breakfast. Thank you very much. Good night. Yeah, agreed. I mean, maybe not for breakfast because I can't do savoury breakfast. I cannot eat savoury. I have, this is what I figured out when we're in Tunisia and you can have, have any breakfast from the world ever. <laughs> And like Dave and his dad would have like scrambled egg and sausage and all that and omelettes and things like that. I love a savoury breakfast, mate. I can't do so. I have to. It has to be sweet. So I either had to have like a pastry. They obviously didn't do proper cereal, so I would have like yogurt with, with like honey, and stuff like that. I can't have. I've got such a sweet tooth. It's awful. Um, but yes, uh, half a Domino's the next day will do me just fine. Yeah, I also love leftover Chinese food. Oh, leftover Chinese food is great. Sweet and sour. Oh, gosh. God almighty. Oh, uh, my week in one sentence. (laughs) My week in one sentence is this. We've spoke about this a lot on the last couple of episodes, but Mm -hmm. it continues. The the combined rage of my two children could potentially solve climate change if they were allowed to into a G20 summit. (laughs) I fully believe that if my children were allowed into like a... A scenario like that if they were allowed into a summit where there were a lot of um you know people in power that was a weird sound it really was um, they would be able to turn i think they could turn putin <laughs> so if they went in with the rage that they currently have combined but it was about like climate change yeah and they threw that at putin i think he'd just be like Fine. okay whatever you say girls yeah, I yeah. I just think like there's there's so much power in their rage mm-hmm. that they could they could they could solve anything. Literally, I mean, if they if the rage was actually like you know they used it for good rather than bullshit. Yeah, the problem is that children can't channel their emotions to do anything useful. No, I just wish there was a way. If there's like an inventor out there that could kind of find a way where you could literally physically take their rage and anger and turn it into something useful. Like, they're... they're, In fact, I think their rage could power wind turbines. They could solve full cities. They could solve climate change just by powering the the, the rage (laughs) into something, you know? They could... We could put them into solar panels or something. Like, there has to be someone out there who can take my children from me when they're angry and do something good with it before i blow my top <laughs> please that that is what i want to happen um because i'm over it i'm so over all the anger um how's your week been you okay i'm all right yeah i'm feeling chipper it's sunny having okay. a great time sneezing from all the 
hay. Sneezing from all the hay. <laughs> well, I'm still recovering from one of the many diseases that Darcy brought back from the Petri dis- dish that is school. Well, oh, yeah, you were really unwell, weren't you? Yeah. You were like, couldn't even get out of bed bad. Yeah, I was like... Dying. Feverish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having fever dreams. Oh, oh, they're the worst. Oh, God, fever dreams are the worst. Yeah, really bad. I remember being really, really ill one time and I was like lying on the sofa... And I was watching, for some reason, the thing on Netflix about the CrossFit Games. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was having fever dreams that I was being forced to do CrossFit. Oh, God, that's awful. It was horrific. And I didn't know if it was real or not. And it, yeah, yeah, It was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Really scary. Really scary. Um, Dave had Dave was quite bad when we got back from holiday and he was bedridden for a, a, a day with his sickness. And he was like genuinely starting to worry that he was going to die oh, he was he day. was like oh i'm just I, I really think i need to ring 111 because i'm not i'm not okay but it's like because in those moments when you're that unwell you really fear for your own like mortality mortality don't you? yeah you're like oh I, oh this could be me done yeah this, this, could be this the might end be the end this might be the end yeah fever dreams are the worst but what's really annoying about it is i bet darcy wasn't as bad no darcy had like darcy had one day off school the previous week because her tonsils were a bit up and she had a temperature and a headache so I had to go and pick her up from school oh no I no sooner had she been home from school had cowpaw yeah and then about 10 minutes later she was like so when can we go to the park mummy (gasps) oh god I was like we cannot go to the park you can lie on the sofa in silence (laughs) yeah you are supposed to be unwell act unwell yeah you must be unwell. Yeah. Oh, no. Did you have to, like, take time off work to pick her up and stuff? Yeah. I had to... This, so, it's this the first time that I went into the office at my <gasps> new job. The first day? Yeah, and, and I you had, had to leave? Yeah, so I got into the office at about quarter to ten. Yeah. And I had to go and pick Darcy up at half eleven. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Can we just, at this point, just mention... That in five weeks' time, it is the start of the summer holidays, and our children will not be at school for six weeks. I don't want to acknowledge that, Rosie. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. And unfortunately, because Dave has like a proper job, <laughs> he has to carry on working. And I, what am I? I'm just going to drop everything, just not have a job anymore. Mm. What do people do? What do people do? Do you know what people do? Well, I had planned to, to send my child to a sports club. Yeah. Because she went to one at half term and liked it. Yeah. And then I found out that they're only running that specific sports club for three weeks. When the summer holidays are six weeks long. And no one gets six weeks holiday from work. No. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody gets six weeks from anything. I don't understand why they do not match up work, holiday entitlements to the amount of time that children get off school. Um, because then they wouldn't get much work out of you, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, that's true. It's because they were... It's, it, I mean, it isn't absolutely insane. I totally get it. But, like, I, yeah, I just... It's never dawned on me before because this is the first time that our children have, like, been at full full-time school and then they're going to have the time off yeah. it's only now dawning on me that like what do most of the population actually do like when do darcy do? was at nursery there was no summer holidays like she was just 
no, exactly. nursery the whole yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. So it yeah. was it was fine. Yeah, and you were paying for that, and you understood all of that, and that that was you know all of that sort of thing. Oh, summer holidays. Oh yeah, summer holidays. Summer holidays. What do we do with children during summer holidays? So I haven't. So since you mentioned. Okay, that, why have they now chosen? This time to play deafeningly loud music in yeah, the background. Yeah, where are these? Are they outside our door? Are they set up a drum kit outside the door of this room? Because well, it sounds like we did get a good run of absolute silence. We did get a good run of absolute silence. What's going on? Because it's, it's later on in the afternoon. It's when all the rock stars get up, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus. Um. Yeah. When you said that you were supposed to be sending Darcy to like the summer club where they do the sports and stuff, but they're only doing it for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I just thought. I hadn't even considered that that would be a thing that would happen. Like, that you send them to a school thing. So now I'm thinking, I should probably look into that. Well, the only reason I know about it is because we get an email from the school about it. And it's not, like, affiliated by the school. It's like a... Oh, is it? People go in and use the school's facilities to do it. Okay. But, like... But you have to pay for it. You do have to pay for it. Mm. And it's £60. It was £60 for four days, which is... From someone that sent Darcy to private nursery full time yeah, is nothing. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pennies. Because her nursery, which that my original plan was to send her back to her nursery yeah. for the summer holidays because they used to offer summer holiday care. They don't anymore. Great. Um, but the fees at her nursery are now 75... Uh, no, not 75. 70 pounds per day. Jesus Christ. So much money so much money that's unbelievable it's ridiculous a lot of people don't even earn 70 pounds per day no that's just reminded me actually of something that we can promote Mm -hmm. because if you are listening and you're leicester based and you have children i have negotiated well not negotiated we've just agreed to do something um so if you are living in leicester and you have children and you are either a creative or interested in being creative during the summer holidays this year we will be holding at Belgrave Hall a we're calling it um what are we calling it I forgot what we're calling calling it it. I'm not quite sure something that I've forgotten because I'm so tired um parents create and the kids can't escape (laughs) <laughs> so that's what it's called um, I will put it up on the Instagram because I do have a poster for it so the idea is that the marquee in the garden of Belgrave Hall is massive and it's like part of an enclosed garden mm-hmm. so every Monday during the summer holidays you can come to Belgrave Hall with your kids but the the um, it, we're concentrating on the adults rather than the children so you'll go there so that you can sit with like-minded parents and create you can get on with some artwork of your own or your crafts whatever you want or we'll provide some little things that you could do if you're not if you're not got your own craft to do and the kids can just run around and have a lovely time you can bring your own picnics bring your own food um and it's like a fiver on the door yeah my plan is to come to this every single monday and edit the podcast edit the podcast on the monday so you can come and meet us in person <laughs> we'll give you an autograph if you want yeah but yeah so we'll, if... we'll carry a stack of photos to sign <laughs> yeah yeah a few headshots um yeah so if you're leicester based and you're interested in that um let us know because that's going to happen that's every monday join some holidays at belgrave hall uh so yeah that's happening 
So yeah. that's Monday sorted, but the rest of the week, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Well, I suppose we'll have to figure it out. But it this will. brings us very nicely onto the topic we're going to discuss today. It does, today. actually. It does indeed. Which is the concept of it takes a village. Yes. Um, what is that concept? Please tell me. A lot of the time people say it takes a village to raise a child. Yes. Um, and in our modern times, mm-hmm. the concept of the village is almost being degraded A lot of people don't have villages anymore. Yeah. And we think it's a good thing to talk about because it makes things significantly easier when you have other people that you can rely on. It feels like it's one of those terms that's thrown around a lot now. It's a term that I I don't know if it was around when we were growing up or was it? I would argue that it was... It, it was more actively happening, but people... Not a term. People weren't talking about it because it yeah. just happened. It was a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Shall we throw it back and throw start, back. like... I think that we should throw it all the way back and think about to how... To the dawn of man. To the dawn of man and how people used to raise children... Yes. ...back in the day. Because yeah. a lot of the time, children weren't raised in single-family units like we raise our children now no not at all the concept of the nuclear family didn't exist uh children would be born and everyone would look after them in the village yes so the 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 um i don't know if you knew this but um scientists believe the reason that women are better at talking to each other than men is like an evolutionary thing because when we were like cavemen uh the men would have to go out and hunt which meant they had to sit in silence the point was that we'd sit very quietly until they found the thing they needed to kill. Whereas women all had to stay together to stay safe. Yeah. They all had to discuss things with each other so they didn't die. For example, yeah. don't eat that berry. I think that one might be poisonous. Yeah. Let's tell the rest of the group that. Can you hold my child while I pick these good berries? And also gossip is thought to have been very beneficial to the like development of the human brain. Exactly. But we did it to survive. It was a survival mechanism. Because if we didn't gossip with each other, then one of us might die and then we all get sick and we all die. Yeah. So that's why women are good at talking. Uh, so this carries on. This carries on <laughs> for eons. Yes. You know baby's crying hand it over to the nearest person that can comfort the baby because the baby needs picking up so the tiger doesn't eat it or cry and and ruin everything for everyone yes yeah 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 yeah. all of that and along comes the pesky little thing we call the industrial revolution (laughs) i wondered which pesky thing you were going to say then i wondered if you're going to go is it going to is the pesky thing going to be religion (laughs) or is it going to be the the, because you could argue that it could be the um the beginning of farming which is way earlier than just a revolution because it's when yeah. they start putting up fences and borders. But even then, there was still the concept of, you know, Groups all the people, children would just run around together yeah, and yeah, yeah. everything was a lot more community-based. Sure. Industrial revolution Tribal. comes along. Yeah. And fucks everything. Yeah, the industrial revolution really um, screwed us, didn't it? The nuclear family is established. Mum, dad, kids... And why is and that? They should be a functioning unit together. What's the re- so? What's the reason that it fucked it for us? Because it was it required us to work in shifts. Yeah, and also it just made because for like capitalism to work, everybody has to be out for their own gain, right? Yeah, and everyone has their place. So 
in order to like strengthen that viewpoint it was like you have your family and you're working for the gain of your family you're mm. not helping your neighbors yeah 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 for their own benefit also the industrial revolution created that kind of like you work you live to work not work to live yeah and therefore it like that whole idea of like um like brutalism which is this this idea that like uh you know you're creating spaces that are self-sufficient for everything so you live in a fact in, in like a block of flats that is directly next to the factory that you work in and so you are a machine you yourself are a machine you you're wake a cog up, in the you, machine you are just a cog and you go to work and come back and go to work and that it's all self-contained and it all happens in one go so then i guess that happened when that starts happening that's when um your abode becomes smaller yeah because you you can't just like live in a field anymore you have to live in a small the smallest space that they can create for you yeah is you close have to, to be work. close to work and you have to you're living to get a p- scrape a pittance and like stay alive basically yeah and during that time i think people become more selfish and they could become more yeah well they had to be it was yeah. hard times wasn't it more interested in you know their own their own benefit and their own gain yeah yeah which is like it's what had to happen but it's massively alienated oh, this fucking music it's so loud isn't it oh dear it's like alienated us from community but it's also i know that there's always been the divide between male and female in the sense that the man went out to hunt and provide and the woman stayed at home with the children but it's kind of solidified that in a in a kind of more of a modern way mm-hmm. in that the man goes out to work and the woman looks after the family but now it's not the women are looking after the children it's woman looking after child or woman looking after her children yeah the only difference is that back then and up until quite recently, at least woman had mother yeah. or mother-in-law to help with children. Yeah. And that isn't a thing anymore. No. So that's kind of where we're at now, isn't it? We're, at, we're in that position where we've, we've stumbled through life from the dawn of time up until the Industrial Revolution, where capitalism is uh, very much thrust upon us mm-hmm. and now we don't even have the grandparents to help because no. they are still having to work yeah and so the village is no more no well for a lot of people for a lot of people no the village is no more but i would argue that when i was a child my mum had quite maybe she she didn't have like a direct village she didn't have a lot of people that she could just call up at any time and be like, can you look after my kids while I do X, Y and Z? Yeah. But she had the option of sending me and my brother to Ireland for the entire summer holidays. Yeah. My mum never had to think about what she was going to do with us over the summer holidays yeah, yeah, yeah. because we went to Ireland. Yeah. We went to Ireland over the Easter holidays. Yeah. And for quite a lot of the half terms as well. Yeah, I used to stay with my grandma over the summer holidays. Like, not overnight and stuff, like, every day. But every day we'd go to my grandma's for some holidays. That's just not an option anymore for us. No. At all. And yet they're still expecting us to pay for it. Yeah. It's mad. So, yeah, the village is slightly different now, isn't it? Because our... Or if the, if you do have a village, if you're looking enough to have a village, which is your sort of immediate family, I guess, is slightly different dynamics, isn't it? Because most 
most of our parents are still working and they're working into their late late 60s and therefore they're not available most of the week yeah i think i'm very lucky because i do have quite a big village yeah you know i have a lot of people that i can rely on mm. We live with my mum and dad, and yeah. although they both work, they're both very, very involved with Darcy and like to do what they can to yeah. help. My brother does his bit. Yeah. Um, Darcy stays with my nana at yeah. least one weekend each month. Yeah. We have very close family friends that I am happy to send Darcy to their house. Yeah. And she has sleepovers there. Yeah. And she has always been very happy to spend time with the members of our extended family mm. yeah that's good which is very good and i do feel extremely lucky yeah, yeah that i have that because yeah especially as a single parent i don't know what i'd do if i didn't have that yeah but i guess the problem is you shouldn't have to feel lucky about that that should just be normal yeah it should just be the norm and it's not at all because most of us don't have really anyone that we can ship our kids off to mm-hmm. i think if you're if you're in yeah you're very lucky if you've got parents or extended family members that will look after your child for more than an afternoon yeah (laughs) or like more than a day you know um so then if you're not if you're not in that position then where does your village come from in some instances i know there's definitely people out there who just don't have a village at all Mm. yeah um there's no one at all i i would say that my village is probably like you guys my, my friends and now that's not to say that i'm expecting any of you to take my children away for a weekend because you've got your own Shit, little shits to worry about yeah but it it's like the my village is very i would say my village is closer to the caveman mentality than than anything else because it's let's all group together and hang out yeah let's all battle this together yeah so all of us it's like when we if we ever hang out together like you know in beth's garden yeah. We're essentially the cave women because we're all in a in the garden with all the children. Telling each other which berries are poisonous. Yeah. Or which prosecco to drink <laughs> whilst watching the children at the same time. So yeah, the the village is like a I think the reason that we wanted to talk well, the reason I wanted to talk about this really is because this term, it takes a village, is is in all the parent books. Mm-hmm. It's in all those parenting books. It's on all the websites. And it's in all the magazines. It's mentioned endlessly on all the Instagram pages. And yet I don't think any of those people have really considered the fact that you're throwing this word around. Most of us don't have it. Yeah, a lot of people don't have it. A, a lot of people don't have a village. Or if they do have a village, then that, that village can't provide enough help yeah and support that we need yeah and i think it's really important to start thinking because when i when i realize that i have so much more help than the majority of people that i know mm. it made me think like as parents i really do think that we should prioritize community yeah absolutely and prioritize like making those bonds yeah spending that time yeah with your chosen family and your friends yeah because like i would be happy to help however i could Mm. with any of your kids yeah and i also know that if i was in a sticky situation yeah one of you guys would always be like what can i do to help yeah exactly yeah yeah but it's just it's like it's so hard to implement that when you're all we're all grinding all the time yeah that's the other thing it's like I find myself quite busy most weekends now because I'm, I'm that's the time that I work. 
yeah. uh, you know, go, go out to work essentially. Mm-hmm. I work from home during the week because that's all I can do. And then I'll be doing like going to do markets and fairs and tutoring and, and stuff recording the, the podcast. And recording the very important podcast at the weekends. So then it makes me feel guilty because it's like I can't do anything with any children at the yeah. weekend. I can't go out and do my cavewoman stuff at most weekends anymore. Hmm. And it's just like we're all just we're all just knackered, aren't we? Yeah. It's because it's pit. Well, we mentioned Spain. It's because it's pissland, isn't it? Yeah. Capitalism is forcing us to be more separate than we need to be. Yeah. Well, it makes sense for it to, doesn't it? Yeah. It because it keeps us apart. Because if we don't have that support. Mm. We have to buy. We have to buy the, the help, support. So we have we to pay money. for childcare. We yes. need to go to work more to earn more money to pay for more things. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a it's a really vicious cycle. Really vicious cycle, and that's why the term "it takes a village" pisses me off so much because I just think you don't. You, some of it just feels like when it's spoken about in books and stuff, and it's people like you're not thinking like, about the implications of that term. People will say like, "You just need to learn to accept this support," and it's like, "What? What it, support? Which support, when support am I accepting? Yeah, when no support is being offered, yeah, yeah. how do I accept support? Do, yeah, because what you're telling me, it kind of, I think it like it's quite triggering for me because I read all those books leading up to having Ramona, all those books before pregnancy, and talking about it. It takes a village, and like me feeling like I had to accept that I'd have to hand my child over to lots of people and then I had the child and there were no people reaching out to take my child from me yeah and that was really confusing for me because I was going oh no one wants to hold my baby they must not love it and it's not that at all it's just that I was sold this idea that I'd have a community of people around me looking after Ramona and there weren't there was no one yeah that's because everyone else was doing other shit like having to work yeah and so you then you then end up feeling quite lonely because you're like, where's this village that they keep talking about in the books? Mm. There isn't one. So what's happened? What have I done wrong? Like for me, like everybody was clamouring to hold my baby when I had Darcy. Yeah. And it did really feel like I really felt my family and the people that we knew all pull together yeah. to make this happen for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm endlessly grateful for it yeah and even now to some extent this is always like there are always people around Mm. but i think that might just be the nature of like my family and yeah 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 yeah. the people that we know like it's always been that way yeah my mom is very like community minded i would Mm. say like she loves to definitely make dinners for people and like absolutely things like that so i think that might just be the way that our fam- my family works. But the, I suppose the problem is, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't need to feel grateful for that. Do you know what I mean? It should be that should be more normalised. Yeah, everybody, everybody should have people that are yeah that are doing that for them because yeah. it's insane to expect one woman to be able to do everything. Yeah, and that is just the general expectation of what mums should do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're here to say that if you are a woman expect being expected to do absolutely everything then you are doing your best and you don't have to do everything yeah because it's impossible it's literally impossible and also if you're in a situation or if you're you know your circumstances allow you to Mm. offer your mate that hand yeah yeah Yeah. if you can say to someone and it's like not going to cause you loads of stress if you can say 
oh, do you want me to take your kids on Saturday afternoon, for example? Mm. Or, oh, no, of course I don't mind. They can just jump in with us. We can, mm. you know, do whatever. Yeah. It's, like, making sure that you prioritise community mm. instead of just thinking about, like... And a lot of the time you do just have to think about your own family unit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you can make... How can I make someone else's life a little bit easier like the number two thought in your head yeah then that does just pull everyone together i think i think though you you find that easier to do because you because that's what's instilled in your family unit and i think the problem is we've been we most of us have been trained to do the opposite of that and so doing that is quite hard i really struggle with that like i struggle with like we don't i don't do many play dates and things like that and after school and stuff like that because there's so much shit going on and there's so much that we're doing it's like i can't be having other kids around after school yeah i've got time to think about that and so it's like you're we're, we're trained to go no no you need to prioritize work earning all the other things errands cleaning yeah. all of those things come before like maybe just inviting another kid around yeah, like I so hard because my working hours have recently changed. I've only just started doing after school play dates, mm. and for me, because that has always been instilled in me, like that is just the way that my family yeah. works and yeah. always has done. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, of course, so and so can come round after school. Mm. I'll throw a picnic together. We'll go to the park. Yeah, you can come and play. It yeah. means Darcy's going to be up my ass less. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And for me, like, it just comes so easily. Yeah. And it's just the way, just the way things are. Mm. We do what we can. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that it's not the same for everybody. How do you think, like, um, the way, the way that we operate now in that village sense, do you think it affects our children differently to how it might have affected generations before i think our children would be much better off if they were able to just run around in big groups yeah because when we were kids a lot of the time like we couldn't maybe do it while we were in england but definitely while we were in ireland yeah we ran around like a pack of stray dogs yeah i did and i was happy as larry yeah so happy but nowadays i wouldn't at five i wouldn't let darcy out on the street by herself No, you're not, you can't. It's mad, isn't it? It's like, you just you don't see kids out on the street anymore. And I think it would be so much better for them. Yeah. I think if we yeah. had, like... Because I've noticed, and I'm sure you have as well, how happy all our children seem when they're all in a big group together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And especially in a not non-school setting, because yeah. school setting's quite strict, isn't it? Um, like whenever we all get together we're in someone's garden or we all go to the park together or something all the kids kids are so much more well behaved Mm. and I think it's because you know they're all seeing each other as an example and yes there is obviously mischief mischief will always be a fun of course but I think that's really good for kids and I think if we were able to do more of that it would be really I think it would be really good for their development yeah and their you know emotions 
emotions and happiness but it's just it's so much harder to do it's so much harder to do because you're having to strategize Mm. with your time and like and you can't just let them out of the house anymore you can't just go go outside and play because there's genuine concern that something would happen to them yeah it just doesn't happen anymore no it's just not a thing so they stay in and play on computers instead yeah like i'm really i think screen time is a benevolent god like yeah. when you need it it's excellent it's, yeah, yeah 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 but seeing darcy's behavior after she's had more screen time than usual yeah they are snappier aren't they then very much makes me feel like she should not be having it at all yeah because yeah. in a way, I think screens are replacing the village. Yeah. If screens didn't exist, you'd be like, well, what the fuck am I going to do with you then? I suppose I'd better find some other people for you to hang around with. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. Like, in, in a lot of families use the iPad as their kid's third co-parent. Yeah. And yeah. that's not... I'm not judging. Yeah. Because we do... do I do it as well. Yeah. You do what you've got to do to yeah. buy yourself a little bit of peace, but... Yeah. When you think about, like, how in generations before, you could have just sent them outside to play outside. Yeah. I was never happier than when I was, like, playing out on the street with my mates. No, it's neither the best, was I. the best feeling ever. The best feeling. And I find it really sad that I, can't, I, know, I, can't, I know I won't be able to do that with my kids. Because can't, you can't just let them out on the street anymore. No. It's so sad. It really is. What do you think about the concept of communal living? Like in the- in theory, because I think about this like theoretically quite a lot. Yeah, I lo- I mm, I love the idea of it. I've seen when you watch like documentaries about like hippie communes and stuff. I just think I want that right now. Take me there now. I love the idea of it. It's such a beautiful way to live and like being like um, self sufficient as well and like off grid and all that shit. I'd love it. But then I think about it like properly. And I just worry that I like as a family unit, we're just not equipped to be that social all of the time. It would take getting used to, I think. Yeah. It would take me a lot of getting used to being that open to that many people all of my time. Do you know what I mean? I think the ideal setup would be a group of houses. Mm -hmm. So everyone has their own separate house, right? Yeah, yeah. All around a big like circle of grass. Big, big, lovely mound of grass. Yeah. yeah. So, say for example, where your caravan is, mm. if there was like, like that. multiple of those, and there's this beautiful grassy meadow in the middle. Yeah. And you can nip round your neighbours whenever you want, mm. and they can nip round yours, and all the kids are running out in and out of everyone's it's houses. It's a safe space for the children. I think that is like the the dream ideal, like the ideal yeah. of how children should grow up. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be perfect, and I yeah. think more communities. Or like when people are thinking about how to build estates of houses, mm. they should centre that thought more. Yeah, but they never do because people who build houses now centre their thoughts on profit. That's which is true. Why the yeah. estates are so badly designed for a- anything really. Yeah. If you look at new builds now, they're not even equipped to hold cars like more than two ca- more than one car on a driveway. No, they also don't have a cupboard where you can put your Hoover. Exactly. Exactly. And they make the gardens tiny mm-hmm. and impossible. And there's no communal green space. No communal green space, yeah. It's um, it's quite scary, isn't it, really? Because it's like the fact that we're sat here kind of going, oh, 
I really like the idea of communal living. I wonder, and it, and for us, it's just a pipe dream. Yeah, it's just like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? If but we the could thing do is, that? like, it's because we live in pissland, right? Yeah, there is much stronger community ties elsewhere in Europe. Everywhere else in Europe, everywhere, absolutely. Like we were talking about Spain, and like every country that I have been to in Europe, which is most of them, prioritise children. Mm-hmm. Every everywhere all of the time yeah and in the uk we do the exact opposite yeah we do not prioritize children ever yeah just thinking like about airports and things like that it's like you are forced to stand in a very very long queue at passport control in the uk because it makes life easier for the staff to get people without kids through the the other the machines the scanning machines so kids have to stand in a queue for ages you go to any other airport there's a priority queue for there's a priority queue families or they make them in they go do you want to come do you, oh you've got a big family do you want to come through here we'll open this one up for you because they care about yeah. children and they want to look after children is, children are humans and I don't mm. understand how people expect parents to raise well balanced well rounded human humans human humans when when they're children they expect them to be locked in a box for their entire childhood yeah. like I I don't understand that logic and there are a lot of people that are very stringently you know they don't want to have children and that is absolutely fine fine. nobody should be forced to have children but when people are advocating for the removal of children from public spaces it's like what the fuck's the point though yeah children are people (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i understand not wanting children in your Your nightclubs Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah or like a very posh five-star restaurant yeah. yeah i wouldn't I take know, my children there. sure i know you don't want to do your cocaine with children that's <laughs> fine but for the rest of the time and the parks and stuff but when you expect children to not be in supermarkets yeah. or like the pub yeah 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 like what what do you want yeah do you want us to just keep our children at home until they're old enough to not bother you and when they are old enough to not bother you, that's when there'll be a fucking problem because they're going to have problems. Yeah. Because they've not been brought up in a nice, healthy way. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're going to cause shit. And so there's, then the, then you have those same people complaining about antisocial behaviour and that sort of thing. And you just think, well, wh- well where, where do we put anyone then? Yeah. Where do any of us go? Where do any of us fit in? Unless you're, what, a rich white man? <laughs> essentially pretty much it all comes back to the same thing doesn't it it always does it always comes back to the same thing well i think we've put village to rights haven't we i think we have it takes a village um what else do we want to say do you want to say oh we were going to actually mention covid weren't we yes because i think it is worth pointing out that it is quite clear that covid had a quite big effect on children Mm -hmm. um and it's still having an effect on them now and that kind of had very had very interesting effects on that village idea didn't it because there was suddenly you couldn't take your children you to see anyone or you, you couldn't take your children to take anyone but everyone was all about <coughs> community spirit and helping each other out yeah it was all about helping each other and looking after each other because suddenly the world stood still and people realized what it was all about mm-hmm and people were given like it was like a kick up the arse to remind people to look after each other wasn't it yeah like what we we would do like um we my mum has friends that are a bit older than her and they live within walking distance from our house and it was mm. um 
the husband's birthday so we bought a birthday cake walked to the house put it on their front um like wall and stood behind the wall while they stood like in the front door sang happy birthday yeah and then had a drink on the front like yeah. within appropriate distance from them and we just did yeah. like what little things we could do yeah we did yeah 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 yeah, we went, but we made the effort to. That was the difference. Yeah, we prioritised it. We prioritised helping other people out, but the problem is because there was that amount of time where children couldn't go out at all or do anything or see each other, it's now had a knock-on effect on them. Their behaviour. Their behaviour, like the way they socialise, the way they feel about things, um, and it just goes to show, doesn't it, that like that was a small amount of time where children weren't, you know exposed to people as often as usual mm-hmm. and it has had massive effects on them do you think it's had effects on your kids like personality since since covid i don't know about my kids but definitely my dog <laughs> it sent my dog west bless her really really ruined her because she was quite new to us Te- like from the streets of romania over to us perfect little dog covid happened fucking shit scared of everything no wonder so if it can happen to a dog then my god it's probably happened to the children yeah. I think maybe with Ramona it's just like I don't think it's affected her massively because she wasn't at school I think if they were at school that would have been really fucking difficult Yeah. and I know kids now that are like coming up to sort of exams and stuff that have lived through Covid that's been a real struggle for them yeah m- one of my friends is a primary school teacher in Ireland and she said um, so she used to che- teach um, like the special needs special special educational needs children yes um for the first few years of her career and this year is her first year having like just a mainstream class oh interesting (laughs) and she um has said that because of the age of the children i think can't remember she said she teaches like seven eight-year-olds so they would have been just starting out at school when covid happened yeah she's like these children don't know how to sit down and listen yeah these children don't know the basic Basic. etiquette of being in a school yeah yeah. because they were because covid happened because they're allowed to and a lot of kids are like way behind on their reading levels and things like that because they haven't been taught that thing first Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's mad isn't it i think we looked out really with we our did. kids we did with the age that they were yeah like i often say like darcy was just had just turned two just when turned we went two. into lockdown yeah yeah and like i've mentioned before i didn't get a very long maternity leave mm. so because we went into lockdown i got to spend time with her that i would never have been able to spend time with her had yeah. covid not happened yeah and it was quite good for us because we had lockdown and then at the end of lockdown it was kind of like okay now she's ready for nurse now we're ready to put her in nursery we were in a financial position to do so and we felt like it was a good time to put her in and if covid hadn't happened i wonder if she would have gone to nursery at all Mm. i wonder if we had waited until she was doing like going to preschool and i think it was probably quite good for her confidence to get her into that sort of setting that that early when she was sort of two and a half um and that probably did help her uh but yeah it must have affected older kids terribly yeah they suddenly didn't go to school for a year yeah i don't know like i'm not friends with many people whose kids are older than darcy Mm. but it would be interesting to hear how it affected older children yeah 
Well, my mum works in a school and she can tell you that not 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 positively is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> not positively at all. Yeah. Covid day. Eh? Covid. Do you remember eh? those days? It does feel really weird sometimes when I think back mm. and I was like there was a time do you remember the plague when we had to queue to go into the local Tesco and you weren't allowed outside yeah I used to take Dobby out twice a day even though you're only allowed out once for the one like, state sanctioned walk sounds like my dog needs walking what do you want me to do I'm not going to speak to anyone it was mad it was insane and there was people being told off for sitting down on the park yeah oh yeah you get like yeah do you remember when they some police the police were like shaming people for going on walks on Snowden and stuff Oh my god! Wow. Like we went to Ireland. My my auntie was diagnosed with cancer, so me and my mum went to Ireland, and it was in the. So, it was so the first COVID wave happened, mm. and then we had like the eat out to help out era. Oh my god! Yeah. And then we had the yeah. next lockdown, yes. and then it was like January twenty twenty one lockdown. Yeah, and then in the February me and my mum and Darcy went over to Ireland because my auntie had just been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And me and my cousin, they live not that far from the beach, but there was a a law or, like, a rule Mm. that they couldn't be more than five kilometres from their house. Really? So we were driving... We were, like... Me and my cousin just really wanted to go for a walk on the beach and just talk it out. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Because... It was a lot. Yeah. So me, my cousin and her best friend all got in the car. Yeah. And we've headed off to the beach. We got to a police checkpoint and they, the man was like, well, you're more than five kilometres from your house. And we had to make up some absolutely bonkers lie. Yeah. We were like, yeah, well, we've got a holiday home on the coast and we need to... My, you know it's been really cold recently so we need to go and make sure that the heating is set correctly so the pipes don't freeze and they believed you i don't think he did believe us but he was like yeah okay but i want you to be back yeah here in like half an hour oh my god and then we were so indignant and full of rage Mm. that the policeman had not believed our lie (laughs) how how dare you not believe this do we not look like holiday <laughs> holiday homeowners going to check the pipes? We definitely don't look like we want to walk on the beach. <laughs> oh, wow. But, like, the things, I'm just like, I can't believe that that was what our life was. All the while, government sat quaffing wine at parties with each other. Cheese parties. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbloody believable. Wow. Well, I think we've covered it all, haven't we? I think we have. Should we do loads and loads of the week? Yes. What's your love of the week? My love of the week is beer gardens on sunny days. Mm. Yeah, they're the best. It's a British institution. It's yeah. the, one of the only things I like about living in Pissland. And I know we've yeah. already covered, like, the sunshine makes British people happy because we don't get it. But, like, there is something, there is a, a rare magic mm. about a being garden. in a beer garden yeah, yeah, on yeah. a sunny day. Yeah, agreed. And it's like, it has to be a beer garden. Yeah. It has to be a beer garden. It can't be like a... Or like a bar. But you know what I mean? But outside. Yeah. It can't be... Okay, barbecues in other people's houses, sure. But there's something special about being amongst other people that you don't know. Yeah. They're all feeling exactly the same. Having a drink. Feeling the warm skin on your body. Oh, yeah. 
It's just it's delightful. Glorious. It's the best feeling in the world. Do you, you don't drink beer, do you? Not really. Because I don't drink. I don't drink much alcohol. Full stop. Really, it's just when I do drink. I go when you're around me. When I'm near you, yes. <laughs> um, but I. I don't drink that much beer, but I do like beer. And there is nothing nicer than a lovely crisp craft IPA in a beer garden on a sunny evening. See, I'd take like a, a fruity cider. A fruit. Oh, you like cider? Yeah, yeah. I don't like cider. But yeah, like the crisp. Cold Crisp drink. Fizziness of it. Mm. And it has to be as cold as you can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. If and if it comes in a pint glass. Yeah. Yes. And it's like and also because it's not about because there's something about day drinking, isn't there, as well? Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of drunk. You're not getting sl- smashed in a kind of leery way. It's like a slow burner, isn't it? Yeah. It's the talking shit. Like and then you're really drunk without realizing it. Yeah. Because I feel like if you go out at night time, you're drinking to get drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go out in the afternoon and mm. you start off with a couple of beers or a couple of yeah. ciders or whatever, yeah. and then make your way through the afternoon, then all of a sudden you're you, drunk and it's you're drunk and it's yeah. the evening time. time. Yeah. I really like the ones. This doesn't often happen, but it's like you go to a beer garden for a drink on a sunny afternoon. And you don't think anything of it, but you're in no position to have to leave. Yeah. So it becomes a one where you get drunk. Yeah. Because you go, oh, shall we stay out? And you keep drinking. And you're like, no, just keep drinking. I'll get drunk. Okay, I'll get drunk. That's what I did on the first day of the holiday in Tunisia. Because it, it was like suddenly I was out on an all-inclusive holiday. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I can drink whatever I want. We got to the pool after breakfast at half past eight. <laughs> it was so hot. We were sunbathing by the pool at half past eight in the morning. And the bar opened at 10 o'clock. And we were there the second the bar opened. <laughs> and I was like, I'll have a beer, please. So I started drinking beer. And then I was like, oh, I might try some of the cocktails if they do cocktails. So me and Dave's mum had a couple of gin fizzes. By lunchtime, I was pissed. And I <laughs> sat there at the buffet eating pizza going, oh, my God, it's literally 12.30. And I am drunk. When we went to Mexico, my dad and uncle had to pay the bartender, the the little man that was bringing us ra- bringing us drinks around the pool, to stop bringing them beers. Really? Because he was there every fifteen minutes, bringing more with a beer. It's like, please don't. And eventually, my dad was like, "No more." No more. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm paying you to stay away, please, for the love of God. And then the next day, his name was Manuel. He arrived beer he'd be like cerveza Cerveza. i've paid you to stay away from me and my dad was like yes yes cerveza Cerveza. thank you (laughs) thank you very much for my cerveza (laughs) um to the point where my dad would be swimming in the pool yeah and manuel would leave him a beer on the side of the pool oh my god he didn't even bring it to him he just went here you go i've left it here for you wow he'd be like miguel cerveza oh that's so sweet oh god i want to go to mexico so bad Oh, so much. Um, my love of the week, it's really funny that you say that, because my love of the week is Gina asking for more Prosecco. So when we went when we went out for our bottomless brunch with the girls, um, the funniest thing for me was we sat down, we all sat round, and we were like, okay, we need to... So we were looking at... We were eyeing up all the cocktails, and we are going, we'll have all of them. And it said that it's better if you all order the same drink, because then it all comes as one. And we were like, okay, fine. Maybe we should start with Prosecco. 
fair. That seems yeah. like a good thing to do. So the lady brings over a bottle of Prosecco and there's seven of us? We are like, this is not enough. Was there seven, seven of us, right? Yeah. Seven of us. She put the Prosecco in the middle of the table and she was like, okay. And then she went to walk away and Gina just looked over her shoulder and she went, we're going to need two of those. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Like, just utter confidence. Like, sorry, why are you bringing one bottle? This is bottomless brunch. We're and taking then, it seriously. And then after Bring that, a bottle. The Prosecco was coming in twos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like she set the precedent, didn't she? She's yeah. like, we're going to need two of those. Who the fuck do you think you are? So she brings a second one over and then it was like, okay, these girls mean business. I love Gina so much. It was great. She's just such a sweet, like unassuming person, but she can be... She is so up for it. A, she's so up for it. So up for partying. Absolute so party animal. She'll take anything. She's like, yes, please. <laughs> all of it. All of the... Love it. Yeah, love it. It was so funny. Uh, we're going to need two of those. We're going to need two of those. Because yeah. all like... of us were thinking it. All of us were thinking it. All of us were like, oh, there's seven of us and it's one bottle of Prosecco. None of us dared say it, but she was straight in. No, 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 no. Two of those, please. Two of those. Bottomless brunch. <laughs> Bring a second. Honestly, I feel like we... I had such a good time on Friday that we should make it like a quarterly occurrence. At least quarterly. At least quarterly. It was great. Sample every bottomless brunch going. Yeah, we should. We definitely should. But I just need to be really careful about how much I drink because I don't... I think I was just really... Because I got so drunk and I was such a mess. I did have to be up very early in the morning so I was yeah. right to go home. But I wish I could have like kept going but I was just too drunk wasn't yeah it? it was horrible and I feel like I need to take a f- I really feel like I need to take a couple of weekends off from drinking now yeah. because yeah my body is just starting to feel it yeah your body's like give me water yeah and salad some, some water please yes just some water please no more Prosecco um what's your loathe of the week flies flies mm-hmm. yeah flies are shit in the area that I live in um there seems to be way more flies than normal way more flies than anywhere else apparently is that right yeah so there is a facebook group a very angry facebook group that has been set up a facebook group to, to discuss these flies just the flies nothing it's called, else it's called the leicester foresties environmental committee and it's, it's been set up to discuss the flies yeah because some people Fucking are theorizing hell. that the flies are coming from a, a like factory or like an industrial place like that's just down the road but these flies, the specific Leicester Foresties flies, seem to have no boundaries. No boundaries. So they'll just land on you and they'll be rubbing their little hands together yeah. like this. And yeah, they're yeah, yeah. huge. Very buzzy. The biggest flies, the biggest, loudest flies mm. in the whole world. The way they rub their little... I love how you say they're rubbing their little hands together. <laughs> but they do. They, they, the way they yeah. rub their hands, it looks menacing, doesn't it? It's like, they're like, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, and I'm just like, can you just go away? Get out of my house. I didn't invite you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, God. And I, I just them. hate them. I just... The feeling of a fly landing on my skin makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. I would love to know if there is an environmental reason for there being more flies in the area for you, or if in fact they're just making it up and there's not there's just <laughs> more there's more flies in every area because it's warmer. Yeah, because it happens every summer and people are like the flies, the flies, they're back, they're back. I would like to know if any of the committee have been to like another area of Leicester just to <laughs> test the different level of flies. Just like they're standing in, like, you know, North Leicester going, yeah, there's definitely more flies in Leicester. <laughs> definitely more flies here. It's yeah. mad, isn't it? Yeah, I really don't, like, 
I mean, I do think there are more flies that because there are some people that will hang up fly paper in their kitchen and then the whole thing will be full of flies yeah, yeah, yeah. by the end of the day. Like I'm just not convinced that it's just your area of Leicester, that's all. <laughs> that's it. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's going to be a new story. Maybe it's going to be, there's going to be some kind but of... But there are people thing. that live in Leicester Forest Seas that literally ring the the environmental, what are they called? Health agency? Yeah, them, yeah. they ring them every day. Wow. About the flies in Do the these area. people have children? No, they've got nothing, <laughs> nothing to do at all. But I think, I seem to remember the fly problem yeah. starting when they switched our rubbish collection from every week to every two weeks. Sinead, you're becoming one of them. Stop it. I'm a Lester Forestie's fly truther. Stop catastrophizing the fly situation. There are more flies because it is hot. Yeah. Our windows are open. The end. Do you want to know what my loathe of the week is? What is it, Rosie? Rishi Sunak's Timberlands. You seen yeah. this? Yeah. Mm. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> you talk about... Well, it oh, just makes me really angry. Like, the, the the way that this government is run, it's the same It's the same level of, as the, those images of Jacob Rees-Mogg lolling about on the sofas of the House of... Oh, I hate those images. How dare you? You know, one of my favourite ever moments mm. of television. Yeah, go. Have you, seen, have you watched Peaky Blinders? I have, yes. You know, in the last series where the fascist man's missus yeah. wants to fuck Tommy Shelby. Yes. And he's like, yeah, we can fuck, but I'm not fucking on Tory benches. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. like, that... Yeah. Every time I look at a Tory Think in the House of Commons, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to fuck on Tory benches. No, <laughs> not that I will ever be having sex in but, Houses yeah. of Parliament, but, but you know, it's still that we're still thinking it. I you mean, know, it's still on principle. Yeah, just on principle. Exactly. I simply will not will fuck not. on Tory benches. I will not. I just think if you're the Prime Minister of the UK... You shouldn't wear Timberlands. You should not be wearing Timberlands because it's like you're you're just making it worse for yourself. You're making it really, really obvious that you just don't give a shit about anything. Do you think there's, it would be worse if he was wearing like a pair of Vans? I would... Honestly, I, I'd want to Guy Fawkes the shit out of him if he wore Vans because I love Vans. And if he did that, I'd be furious. Even more furious than Timberlands. Now, I just think it's like out of principle. Like, what are you trying to achieve from that? Are you trying to look cool? Because that's not your fucking job. Yeah. Cur- and, and currently, you're you're fucking every single person that doesn't earn a shit ton of money. So how oh, dare yes, you wear Timberlands with no lube? Yeah, exactly. So how dare you? Talking of Peaky Blinders, I also really love the bit where he's got. He's Tommy Shelby's got all of the family in the kitchen. And he's like, no fighting, no fighting, no, no, fighting. Fighting. no <laughs> fucking fighting. And I've seen so many memes where <laughs> it just says above it, me talking to my kids before a party and stuff like that. It's so true. Like that clip is like, behave, just fucking behave yourself. Fucking behave yourself. No fighting, no fighting. I love it. I love Peaky Blinders. I love Peaky Blinders. Who's your favourite character? Oh, mine's Polly. Po- yeah, Polly is great. Way. Fuck me, what a woman! What a woman! God rest her soul. Ah, oh, beautiful. But then I also, I want Tommy Shelby <laughs> in, again, ways that are concerning to my feminist like, sensibilities. <laughs> yeah, I think most people are like that. There's like a real problem, isn't there, with like fancying hard 
Like, because the problem with Tommy Shelby is, like, of course everyone wants to fuck him. Like, he's completely morally bankrupt. But he's a prick. He's yeah. such an awful human being. Yeah. And there's a real... That's a real issue for feminists. Feminism in general, isn't there? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm definitely... I'm a feminist, but I, I would definitely sleep with Tommy Shelby. <laughs> even though he's awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real issue, isn't it? Oh, man. And the thing about Killian Murphy, right, is that his face is so disgustingly otherworldly perfect isn't it Beautiful. but then sometimes you look at him and you're like that looks like a scaly lizard man <laughs> yeah or like so what, certain angles you're like oh. there's certain angles where he looks like the sort of person that's had way too much surgery yeah but that's like, just his face a, like a plastic face like his skin is made of plastic but it's just his face. No, he is stunning, isn't he? What yeah. beautiful man. Are there any other really problematic men that you would just die for? I think a lot of like characters that Tom Hardy plays, or just Tom Hardy himself, but also like the characters he plays where you're a bit like... Or like Luther is a good one, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Luther's very problematic. He's, again, it's like, it's that protective... Because really, I think it's really hard as a feminist to accept the fact that I would like a man to protect me. So in the, the certain situations where I would like a man to step in and like knock the shit out of someone, yeah, to prevent them from hurting me, but also there's that feminist side of you going, but I want, I also I want, want to do quality, it for myself. and I'm also quite capable of looking after myself. Thank you very much. So it's all of that, isn't it? There's all of that mixed up. Um, yeah, I really like Luther. Um, oh, I mean, why do we? Oh, we've mentioned Pedro Pascal. <laughs> We don't need to speak about Pedro Pascal is not problematic. No, he's not problematic. Yeah, what we talked about, he's just lovely. What a lovely I am obsessed with Matty Healy. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is he problematic? Because I don't know enough about him. I it. think, right, so I think people say that he is a misogynist. I don't think that he is a misogynist. Why? Why do people say he's a misogynist? People say that he has said misogynistic things. And okay. some, I think, taken out of context a lot of the things that he said could be read in certain ways but okay. what I think at the, at the core of Matty Healy mm. is he's just extremely pretentious so yeah. he says things without thinking them through yeah, yeah, yeah. and they come off as yeah. racist or misogynistic or but it's just because he's not articulated his thought properly and yeah. maybe I'm a, being an apologist yeah, yeah. but like doesn't ma- doesn't stop the fact you want to sleep with him. Oh no, I want that man <laughs> biblically. Ah, and he is like a disgusting little rat. Yeah, a bit like same. He for me, he's got the same vibes as Alex Turner. Like I totally understand why people fancy him, but for me, I'm just a bit like ah. Oh, See, I used much. to be feral for Alex Turner, right? But <laughs> Alex Turner has recently undergone some sort of transformation where he's just turned into a man that you would just see in any working man's club oh, singing Mac the Knife on karaoke. Do you know what? Do you know what is that transformation? Moving to America. Yeah. <laughs> is, is what that transformation is. Moving to America. Being an, being a British, like, rock star who is idolised, yeah. but also comes from quite normal British roots, then moves to America, you're fucked. Yeah. Just don't that, make that journey. No. You might earn a bit more money, but just don't do it to yourself. And he's, like... He literally looks like any man mm. in any working men's club. Yeah. He's like, gone a bit wrong. He's gone a bit wrong. He's insistent that he must sing Mac the Knife on karaoke. Yeah. He's also not quite understood the generations, like the the kind of the right leather jacket to wear. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like every 
every sort of five years there's like a new cool leather jacket or the way yeah. that you wear a leather jacket and he's always just just a little bit off the mark but when am came out he was wearing the right leather jacket oh yeah and he i yeah, think yeah, yeah. he moved to the to the us after am came out yeah and i haven't listened to i think two albums have come out mm. and arctic monkeys used to be my favorite band yeah and I haven't listened to either of the albums that came out since AM, like, in their entirety. Yeah. Because... Because he's wearing is, the wrong leather jacket. He's wearing the wrong leather jacket, and the songs sound like they should be sang in a working men's working club. club. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Unacceptable. Um, how did we get... How the... How did we get to here? I would love to be able to track our segues. How, how did this we happen? We should make a... You should make a graphic about this. A graphic about... Yeah, like some kind of chart. Following off thought processes chart how did this begin yeah i have no idea how this happens i don't know what's going on in my brain but i am very tired and i think we should go home now i think we should too oh dearie me well well done everyone for getting through this thank you for listening i really appreciate it i hope you agree with us about our well if you're a feminist we hope you're all on board with our problematic feelings about certain men please tell us the problem problematic men that you would sleep within a heartbeat yeah and not on a tory bench ever never on a tory bench never on a tory bench we want all of the names please our next t-shirts will say we won't fuck on tory Tory benches benches. (laughs) yes let's do that i'm making that t-shirt immediately (laughs) um thanks for listening please subscribe and share and love all of our stuff follow us on social media at amateur mill society on instagram and tiktok Please also share with your friends because we need more people to listen so that we can move to Mexico or start a commune. Yeah. Please. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.